This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters May 31st. Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, a practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 275, which is airing in early November 2022. We are going to be talking all things lunch. Let's do lunch. Both how to use a lunch break well and what to eat. Lunch can be this absolutely wonderful thing. It can also be boring and forgettable. So we want everyone to upgrade their lunch break, right? So Sarah, before we get into that, though, you tried out one of the Tranquility by Tuesday rules. Yes, I was so excited to discuss this because I guess it's a rule that I've put a little bit of resistance to. And okay, one of the TBT rules is to plan the week on Fridays. And of course, you all know, I love planning the week. I highly endorse the planning the week part, but I generally do a lot of my personal planning on Sundays including my family meal planning. But that means that a lot of times I'm kind of juggling. I do grocery delivery these days and I'm kind of juggling when I want the groceries to come and it's like never a good time. And I happen to have kind of a gift from above or something of a very slow call week. 
I was on call. It's still stressful when you're on call, but there were some days that there just wasn't as much stuff going on. And particularly on Friday, I felt like I had tied up many loose ends. I was just sort of waiting for patients to arrive. And I was like, you know what? I could plan the week. And I think I was particularly excited about doing this because my husband was on call over the weekend. So I wanted to clear out the weekend and make it easier for myself. So as a gift to my future self, I started to do some of the planning. And then I just like got on a roll. I did my meal planning. I ordered groceries for that day, which meant that our nanny helped me put them away instead of me having to like grab them at 7 a.m. on a Sunday or, you know, whenever we've chosen to do that. And um, we had food for the weekend, which we often don't. And I also was able to kind of look farther ahead because as you've mentioned, you kind of want to look at like the next weekend far enough in advance to actually plan things. And I don't always get to that next weekend planning on Sunday because I'm kind of just barreling in on the essentials. So I was like, oh, we're free that day. Like, let's see if I can arrange a play date for that Sunday. So I have to say, like, I don't always have such expansive swaths of time on Friday, but I think that with my new schedule, I'm more likely to have them more often. And I think this was a great use of time and it did allow the weekend to feel a little bit more open and relaxing. And so I really enjoyed it. Yay. So here we have, you know, time planning guru. And she thought planning on Fridays worked too. So heartily endorse. I love Friday planning. It really is the best. And you could think about your lunches for the week on Friday too, which is our segue into lunch as a topic. So Sarah, as the representative here of somebody who goes into an office, at least fairly frequently, why don't you start about what lunch looks like for you? Yeah. So I go into an office three days a week and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So three of my days are pretty structured and my lunchtime is pretty well-defined. Usually my last morning patient is like 1130 and my first afternoon patient, sometimes it'll be scheduled for one, but they're not really in the room by one. So it's like 110, 120. So I have like a decent gap there, although that sounds more generous than it is because I always want to finish all my notes from the morning before heading into the afternoon because you know how it is. Anyway, so that is kind of like my current structure of how my workday lunch breaks work. But usually I can get done with my charts by 1215, sometimes 1230 at the worst. So I usually do have like at least 40 minutes to myself, which is great. And I think, you know, that not every physician has that. I absolutely acknowledge that. But then I think some people tell themselves a story like, I never have any time. And it might just be that like some days you don't have time and some days you are going to have more time. And, you know, are there ways you can increase your efficiency by like chart prepping? I kind of do treasure that time. So it motivates me if there's like a second of downtime, I'm like pre-doing my chart of a patient that's going to come in later that morning, etc. So there are ways you can try to manufacture and protect it again. I know it's not doable for everyone, but you can work towards it. Anyway, so I used to tell myself a story that like you're not allowed to do anything during that time or like you are somehow like not allowed to leave your office or you can only go to the cafeteria. I don't know. I don't know where these stories even came from. No one ever said that. But during COVID actually was when I was like, well, we can't eat with anybody. So what can I do at this time? And I started to realize there were so many different options. I mean, at this point, We'll talk about the food later, but a lot of times the eating part is fairly minimal part of that time. And I will like read a novel during that time. I will go for a walk. If it was a non-run day, I can be motivated to close my rings on my Apple Watch a little bit. Hashtag upholder, whatever. Anyway, so sometimes that will... And also, it's just nice to get out if you've been kind of like in this air-conditioned environment all day to like feel the sun on you. So I'll take a walk in the blocks around my clinic, basically, which is not the most scenic, but it's safe and it's fine. 
or I will just like read blogs, catch up with my Feedly. I have napped on the office floor before on a really rough day, which actually can be quite rejuvenating. Or every once in a while, I will like not write a blog post that morning because I know I'll have time later and I will write my blog post during the lunch hour. So yeah, that's that's kind of like what I tend to use that time for these days. And there are things you do not wish to do on your lunch break as well. Yes, I have to say in my leadership role, a lot of times I would have to like lead a 12 p.m. meeting because that's when physicians are free to meet. But I actually, it's sort of a problematic thing, both to lead the meeting and to be in the meeting because it sends a message that you don't get any break. And like, you have to go straight from your patients to like engaging in this meeting to your patients. So I don't actually think it's a wonderful time for meetings to happen. And I hated when I had to lead a faculty meeting where everyone was distracted because they were like trying to eat. But also like, when was I supposed to eat? Like I was seeing patients right up until the second. Then I had to completely switch gears, especially if it was on Zoom. I couldn't even like see anyone. And then right at one o'clock when I was done, I had to see patients again. It was completely exhausting. I did it so many times. I don't know why I didn't, I don't know, like think of some other solutions because it's actually really, really hard to do that. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, well, just the awkwardness of eating while trying to lead a meeting or like even being in a meeting and eating. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, which, you know, if you're in a restaurant, you eat in front of other people, but it's a little weirder when you're on a computer screen. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's so much weirder. No, if I'm leading a meeting, I'm definitely not eating, which means I'm like starving or I have to like snarf a protein bar in like two seconds. And then the people that are like watching the meeting, if they're eating, I totally understand if they want to turn their screens off. I've been in some situations where they're like, everyone must have their screen on. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not like eating on camera. Like I just, I mean, some people that may not bother them, but like, I'm not that person. So, and you know, I'm an extrovert, but my patient centered job is just talking to people. Actually, both parts of my job, like when I would have to do like residency interviews, it's just talking, literally like running my mouth all day and not having that midday break where I can just like stop for a second. is just, even for me who likes to talk, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. I wouldn't like it, but I'm more introverted. So I guess I can tell you, it sounds like pretty bad to me. I thought this was a fun topic. I read a book uh, recently. It's called Box Lunch Lifestyle by Cheryl Johnson. And what she does, she advocates bringing yourself a real healthy meal from home. Uh, This is especially targeted for people who are in offices and get, you know, 30, 40 minutes, right, for your lunch break. So people like Sarah. And she says, you know, bring yourself something from home that is healthy, like use real silverware, (laughs) you know, make yourself feel fancy if you'd like, and then use the other half of your lunch break to do something that is advancing you towards your personal goals. So the idea is, you know, if it was 30 minutes, you could spend 15 minutes eating your healthy lunch from home and then 15 minutes learning a foreign language with Duolingo or reading a novel or reading a self-development book, doing some sort of spiritual practice, um, some quick hobby you might have. You could do a little bit of sketching or drawing or taking photographs or knitting or whatever it is that you want to do in that 15 minutes. And obviously, 15 minutes is not huge at all, but it's kind of about changing your mental model, just as Sarah was talking about. The idea is you do have some time for yourself. It may not be a huge amount, but you have some amount. And if you consciously take a little bit of that time for your own goals, you change the narrative of having no say over your life. 
And as for the part about bringing the food from home, it's just practical. Like people can lose a lot of time in transition of going to get their food and like waiting in a line to pay for it or to pick it up or to, you know, even if it's like a cafeteria you have downstairs or a restaurant that's in the basement of your building, like there's still that transaction cost of getting there, getting the food, paying for it, bringing it back and eating it. And it's leave alone the fact that it may not be as healthy as what you could bring from home. So anyway, that's why she suggests bringing it from home. Now, I will say, of course, like often lunch can be a time for networking, too. So you might not want to do this every day. Maybe you do three days a week of the box lunch lifestyle and two days a week where you go with colleagues to that cafeteria or restaurant in the basement or whatever it happens to be um, and use it consciously. Like, don't just go to the place like you know, grab three colleagues and go chat with them and uh, use that time. Obviously, working for myself, things are totally different. <laughs> I tend to think of noon as roughly lunchtime. And then partly that's just if my husband and I are both working from home, we might both aim to take the break then. And so you can chat with each other briefly over lunch. I will say it doesn't happen all the time because it's not like either of us will protect it. Like if you need to call somebody at noon or whatever, you know, we're not going to say like, no, 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 I can't do it. Like that's my, that's my eating time. But, you know, once or twice a week, it, it might happen. Sometimes I will read for a little bit or tack on a walk. You know, often I'm in the bad habit of just reading the emails I didn't get to earlier over lunch, but sometimes I will go for my walk that I need to get through before 3 p.m. So we're going to take a quick ad break here and then we'll get back to the eating part. Like what should we eat for lunch? Well, we are back with our Let's Do Lunch episode. We are talking all things lunch, what to do on your lunch break, what is feasible, and also what to eat. So Sarah, what are you eating for lunch these days? Well, lots of stuff. First, I just need to take a moment to say how cute it is that even once in a while, you and your husband get to have lunch together at home. I just think that's that's so nice. And I bet there are other people now that working from home is more common that get to enjoy that as well. So just a reminder that if you can do that, try to do that every once in a while. What a great opportunity. I do not get to do that because my husband is never home, but that's okay. All right. So clinic days, I would say I range between my first choice is always leftovers for two reasons. Number one, I don't want to waste anything. So if I eat it for lunch, that means I'm using it up, which is great. But also because leftovers are tasty and usually fairly healthy, like usually they have some kind of a protein and a vegetable in them. So they're they're always a good choice. The only time I'm not going to take leftovers if we have them is if they're earmarked for the next night's dinner, because we do like to eat leftovers for dinner sometimes and I don't want to like steal from them with lunch. So that's option A. Option B tends to be what my husband ironically calls lunch of champions because it's super not, but um, like an Amy's burrito or a egg wrap. I think it's the EVOL brand that I buy from the grocery store. They're frozen. You microwave them in two minutes. And then I pair that with like baby carrots and like a cheese stick. So it is like the simplest thing ever, but it's like enough and it's fine and it's warm. And you know what? When you're really hungry and you want to get out for your walk, it's an efficient way to eat lunch. Number three, I do get takeout sometimes. I would say once a week to once every two weeks, definitely not more than once a week, but because it is super expensive. So the reason I won't just drive and pick it up is actually because of our parking situation where I work. If I move my car, I may not find a spot ever again. So it's kind of annoying because otherwise I would just like go get it. Maybe that could be part of my walk or something. 
but whatever. Sometimes I'm doing notes and it'll be 1140 and I'll be like starting to get hungry. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to order my takeout, my DoorDash right now. And that way, by the time I'm done these notes, someone will be here with my lunch. Like how incredibly luxurious is that? And it's the best. And yes, it costs like $25 when I do that for one lunch. But sometimes there'll be enough leftovers that it can be two lunches. Like, what did I order from recently? Oh, it was like I got a sandwich and a salad that was like from this local place, but it was like they were both kind of like full size. So it ended up being two days, which is not quite as indulgent. So yes, treating myself to takeout is something that I do. It comes out of my allowance money. In case anyone wonders, my husband has the same allowance if he wants to get takeout. And then my fourth option would be our hospital cafeteria. I, I don't know. It's free for physicians where I work. So you would think I would take advantage of it more, but I don't always feel like talking to anyone, as I've mentioned, and I don't like the food there very much. It's not that I have an objection to it. I just don't find stuff I like very often. And so eh, it's kind of like my last resort. But I do actually think I like my colleagues. And I think listening to this episode, I'm getting inspired. Like, you know, every other Friday we could do like, let's all go to the cafeteria together and have like a social lunch. Like, I don't know why we don't do that. Part of it is that people work in different satellites. So not everybody is there. And I can never remember who's there on any different day, but I could figure this out. It would be doable. So maybe I will start doing that every once in a while as a social event. Now, as for aspirational lunch (laughs) ideas, you know what you were thinking, maybe there would be like mason jars you could post on Instagram, that sort of thing. I mean, that's the funny thing. Those are my actual lunches. And then like, there's the things that I'm always like, ooh, that looks so fun. And I will say my home lunches, because I want to hear about your home lunches. At home, I feel like I can get more fancy. Like I'll often do eggs, like an egg sandwich, like something that's like toasted and like that you can't really eat very easily at work is something that I'll do for home. A tuna melt, an egg sandwich, runny egg yolks on top of leftovers, you know, stuff like that. And then there's the stuff that I see that I'm jealous of, but I've never actually done, which is like the salads in mason jars, because I've heard it works amazing and nothing gets soggy and you can do a whole week's worth. And I don't know, I someday I'm going to try it and I will report back. And then the other thing is like, I never kind of do a giant batch of something with the plan to just eat it for lunches, but maybe I should because we don't always have leftovers. And then I'd have like instant leftovers. And there are so many very easy recipes you could throw in the slow cooker or just like throw in a pot of chili and then just plan to bring it all week. So, yeah. And I then, thinking, oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was saying if you could make chili, maybe or somebody could make chili on Monday, right, as like your Monday dinner. And then that could purposefully be the leftovers for the rest of the week, right? Yes, where we like plan not to eat it as leftovers and we make like a double or triple batch. So it's like there for the so rest of the week. Yeah, that's probably the most practical And then finally, I do think I should at some point buy like some frozen meals to just stick in the freezer to just live there at work for those rare days that like, I think I'm going to go to the cafeteria, but there's a raging thunderstorm and I don't feel like getting struck by lightning on the way there or things like that. Yeah. Well, especially if you can't move your car. (laughs) I'm laughing. So where do your patients park? I mean, it's just there's separate areas for it is. There's actually a valet system for the patients. And I used to be able to park right under my building, but our hospital is gorgeous. It's beautiful. And it's expanded from four floors to eight floors. We've actually just opened. It's like amazing because I've seen it. I've seen it grow. Like, and now we have this gorgeous building, but they kind of decimated the parking lot in the meantime. Yeah. And then you have more offices, but fewer spaces. Exactly. (laughs) I think eventually there is going to be more parking, which will be super exciting, but we're still in this transitional phase. But yeah, the hospital looks, I mean, amazing. (laughs) Stunning. That's great. That's great. Yeah. That's a. Yeah, I I think that, um, yeah, I've been in a bit of a lunch rut 
at times. I, I do the leftover things, obviously. Like, that is the easiest thing for anyone. And, you know, if you are cooking, cook extra. Please, you know, avail yourself of that opportunity. And then you have lunch for, for the next few days if you want. Sometimes our meal kits, it does make extra. So this week, we do have extra. I have some pork tacos. I have, uh, you know, Vietnamese kind of curry that's that's really good with some rice noodles. That makes great leftovers, probably even better than it is the first day because all the flavors kind of seep together a little bit more. It's It's pretty exciting. But if we don't have those, it's been hard to figure out because I don't know if anyone's ever analyze this unless you are not eating dairy products, but how many lunch options seem to involve cheese in some way, shape or form that most sandwiches seem to have cheese on them or, you know, quick things like quesadillas. And all. So I just had to figure out like, what would I want that is interesting that doesn't involve dairy? So two things I have been doing of late. One is a curry chicken salad. So when we were at we went on a trip to the Virgin Islands this summer and they had sort of limited restaurant options at this resort. It's still the COVID thing, I'm sure, more probably the employment situation that can get people to work. But they had very limited options. But one place was a takeout where they had a couple sandwiches. And one of them was this really good curry chicken salad sandwich. And I was like, oh, I bet I could make that. And so I have been making it. It's pretty easy as long as I have the ingredients at home. So I just use canned chicken. You can buy cans of chicken just like you would buy cans of tuna. Probably it would be cheaper and better to just grill some chicken breasts and cut those up and have them in the fridge. But I have not gotten myself to that point. Similarly, as Sarah has not made her chili, (laughs) it needs to be minimal mental load. So you just use the canned chicken, put in slivered almonds, grapes, celery, mayo, and then mix in curry powder. And that makes curried chicken salad. And then you can either eat it with bread or crackers, depending on, you know, if you wish to add the carb. If you don't wish to add the carb, then you do not. So really good. And then I've also been having this hot ham and spicy mayo sandwich. So this takes a little bit more time. But again, if you're working from home, you can turn on the oven, like go back and take a call, (laughs) put something in, go back and do your email, go back out and get it. So I make bread out of two little, we have ready-made pizza dough because we have Friday night pizza night that we make your own pizza. So we always have frozen pizza dough. And so if one is defrosted, I can take chunks of that and just put it on a cookie sheet and make two pieces of bread in essence, right? And I put some olive oil and salt on it. So two pieces of bread that I bake in the oven. And then I put tomatoes, sliced ham, and chipotle mayo on it. So I highly recommend for anyone else who is not eating dairy products to invest in some interesting mayonnaises because it can take the place of your pepper jack cheese. (laughs) So chipotle mayo, put it in the middle, then put one piece of bread on top of the other bake for another two minutes. And I have a hot, yummy sandwich. Did you make this? It sounds like a TikTok recipe. Like, did you make this up? Yeah, I made this up. Oh, I feel like you should put it on TikTok. It's going to go crazy. (laughs) Well, I I can put a photo on Instagram at some point of, of my like at home lunch. But yeah, I mean, you're often you want something hot, right? And hot bread is like, you don't normally get that unless you're at a restaurant. And, and so it's, it's actually really tasty. It makes me feel very decadent in the middle of the day. And then we always, awesome. you know, we have the non-dairy burritos. I don't, you know, we can have some guacamole with them or something, or you can have a hot dog, um, you know, eat what you can have with fruit. But yeah, it sounds like, you know, for people in office, I love your idea of getting some frozen lunches. If you have a fridge or freezer, like put your name on them so your colleagues don't take them. <laughs> And then having, you know, like a bag of apples in your drawer or something like you could totally 
just grab one of those and your frozen lunch and that's that's a meal, right? Yes, great emergency meal. Great emergency meal. I've heard seen people do that with things like, you know, string cheese as well. You, if you have spot in the fridge, string cheese, boiled eggs, that would be another thing like you do. I mean, this would be a real sort of quick emergency lunch, but an apple, string cheese, and a boiled egg would be all things that could easily go together and make protein and fruit. Sounds like one of those Starbucks things that I get for lunch sometimes too. I forgot about those the little oh, protein boxes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We do have I a Starbucks always, on know, campus. Maybe it's just my cheapness, but I always feel like I could have done that. <laughs> I, I could have, but I didn't. didn't. So I had to get it at Starbucks with a oat milk cappuccino. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I probably wouldn't do the oat milk cappuccino on my own. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing with the eggs though? Like when you make the eggs, like what what is that egg meal? Oh, at home? Yeah. Oh my God. Anything. I mean, my favorite is probably just like an egg sandwich. Like, so I'll just take like, and usually I'll do like open face. So I, like I'll take half a bagel. If we have like leftover, like real bakery bagels, it's the best. Like an everything one. And then I'll like do two eggs kind of like runny and like shove it on top. And then sorry, put a slice of cheese on top, maybe some hot sauce, carrots on the side. Oh, that's the best. Super yeah. delicious. I, I think it's like, it hits that decadent, like, Ooh, look what I get to eat in the middle of the day thing that you're hot ham, which I'm telling you gonna go viral it sounds amazing hot ham and a spicy mayo sandwich you guys you got to try it little tomatoes that makes it healthy oh yes i can imagine sun-dried tomatoes could be could be an interesting touch oh that's it and i bet you can just i'm sure you just buy like little tins of sun-dried tomatoes the ones packed in oil they're excellent oh nice (laughs) well and you could i mean you could expand this you could do turkey right just as long as you have something creamy some protein could do vegan meat because you know what it's getting if you're vegan mm-hmm. that bread is probably vegan and it was getting all toasty so like do some vegan meat and hummus in there Ooh, interesting yeah, yeah. we could have all like so many variations so many all right well there you go that's our little gift to you <laughs> our, our let's do lunch episode if you go out to lunch do you have a set thing you order no i don't no. think so i mean i'm like Nah, I'll just see what looks good. I'm a good orderer. Like, yeah. I think my sister said the other day, she's like, tell me what to get. You're always the best order. And I'm like, that is the best compliment. So, nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I used to get the chicken Caesar salad because it was like, I don't know if people have this experience that you're having a business lunch. Like, if you spend too much time looking at the menu and you're not there that long anyway, you're not talking with the other person. So it's better to just have a go-to item that you always order. But then of course, now I can't eat the Caesar salad with the creamy dressing. So I I often, if they have a chicken, like a chicken salad, I'll do that. Or a Greek salad, I can just sort of pick the feta off. (laughs) I don't really go to business lunches very often, although it sounds kind of fun. But if I was going, I would look at the menu ahead of time Mm. and then know what I was going to get so that I had a good choice, but I also didn't have to waste any time or look indecisive at the lunch. Yeah. Or I just suggest going to Asian cuisines because then they don't eat cheese. So there you go. It all works. Yeah. Yeah. So for our question, we wanted to do more of our meal planning process at this point. Sarah, can you talk quickly through what you do as your meal planning? We're we're moving here from lunch to meals broadly, but what what are you doing for your meal planning these days? So I don't meal plan breakfast or lunch. I just keep staples around. I do sometimes do muffin Monday, which means on Sunday night, I will like use a muffin mix and make muffins. So we have them for Monday to make Monday a little bit less painful for the kids. Cause somehow I've said this before, but like getting them to commit to like what they're eating is a, is a whole thing, but I don't really meal plan those meals. Dinner. I do meal plan. Sorry, disclaimer. I usually use prep dish, which is a best laid plan sponsor. I don't always though, actually in a recent last couple of weeks, I've just wanted like really like fun fall recipes. And I've just been pulling them off of this blog called How Sweet Eats. 
I usually plan in some leftover days. So I, I picked like, you know, I'll pick three recipes. I'll write out the ingredients. I'll write out my grocery list. I used to do this on Saturday or Sunday, but hey, maybe I do it on Fridays now. And I am all about the grocery delivery basically for the week so that we pretty much have everything we need for dinners. And then midway through the week, sometimes we'll need to do a little refresher shop for just like produce and milk. Yeah. No, that sounds good. We don't have so much of a meal plan per se. We're still most of the time getting the Sunbasket kits two nights a week. And so that generally covers Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday is breakfast for dinner. So that is eggs. Now we've been doing waffles more often than pancakes. Partly it's just that our our crusties mix, the waffle mix is you can make it non-dairy, whereas the pancakes have buttermilk in them, I guess. I'm sure you can find ones that don't, but anyway, we or make them myself. But we've been doing the waffles because the kids like them better anyway. And bacon and fruit, and it's great. Everyone will eat it. Thursday is kind of the huh day. <laughs> like we have to do something, have to eat, but we can always do something like pasta. That's a pretty common one. Or sometimes we have some sort of, you know, meat we can unfreeze and either cook in some way, shape, or form for adults. Sometimes I, in the past, have eaten out when I've been with Alex at karate. I'll just go grab a burrito or something nearby. And then Friday is make your own pizza night. We always have the dough, which, as we said, is part of my lunch now. But uh, we have the pizzas and people can make those. And that's a pretty easy dinner, too. So, yeah, that means you only have to think about really one meal per week. But you don't plan it ahead. You just kind of like assume you'll have something around. I assume we'll have some. I mean, nobody's starved yet. The thing is, the kids are often eating something different than we are anyway. Although the past two nights, they have had some component of the Sunbasket kit. They had rice noodles and chicken and bok choy and were okay with that. They just, you know, didn't want the spicy Vietnamese curry sauce. And then they had pork tacos. I kept off some of the mojo marinade and then they could have the pork and whatever sour cream cheese guacamole <laughs> as you load those things up so you're not even tasting anything that's in the burrito other than that the taco I feel like they're getting less picky I, I don't know like... about that no <laughs> <laughs> but I mean those were pretty non-offensive like combinations there right True. you know if you can't eat rice noodles <laughs> well Sam was complaining he's like I don't want to eat just plain chicken I'm like well, okay great you eat the curry and the curry was a little spicy he, even the, he put soy sauce on his chicken but yeah was... there you go There you go. Yeah. So yeah, this has been best of both worlds. We've been talking all things uh, lunch. Oh, do we need a love of the week? Yes. Okay. We need our love of the week. Remember? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I told you mine in advance. Okay. Well, what is yours? Because I forgot already. (laughs) Give you time. Wow. Okay. So my love of the week, I just want to be super basic and uncool or something, but Taylor Swift. Oh, yes. So first of all, when this airs, I guess her new album will have come out. It's coming out like late October, super excited for it. My kids are excited for it. But the reason I like Taylor Swift is I finally found an artist my children legitimately like and ask for that I like really, really like. Like before we had Imagine Dragons and I'm like tolerating it and like they like Dua Lipa and like, I don't know, Genevieve likes Miley Cyrus, but I really like Taylor Swift and they really like Taylor Swift. So we've been listening to a mix of Taylor in the morning on the way to school And I sing along and it makes me so happy that they actually like it. And when she comes to South Florida, just watch out because we will have to go to our first family concert. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) She better go start touring there. My love of the week. I'm going to say the sliding doors on minivans, which, you know, minivans have many wonderful attributes. 
But one of them is that your kids cannot hit the cars next to them in the parking lot, right? That they are just opening the door and it slides and you're within the thing. You know, we haven't had anyone bang into something yet, but it's like my nightmare that we are going to bang into somebody's car. And I'm always being like, watch how you open that or here, let me open that door (laughs) if we're too close. With a minivan, you don't have to do that. But Sadly, I think, you know, we're, we we need to replace our minivan at some point soon. And we were hoping to just get another Toyota Sienna, right? That with Because it has all-wheel drive. It's a good minivan. We need all-wheel drive because we live on a hill in a place where it snows. So we'll be at the bottom of the hill if we're not careful. You can't get one. Oh, can you get on like a waiting list to get one? That's what the dealerships around here wanted to do. They wanted us to put down a deposit, which is fine. Like I'd be willing to do that. It said it would be 12 months at least before we could get the top end oh Sienna. And we had to commit to sell them ours. <laughs> well, that part you probably don't mind. Well, mm. oh, you might want it for a kid. Okay, never mind. Right. And not only that, it was that we had to. You know, they were saying, you w- we want to buy it now and we'll give you a in-between car for that. Because well, everyone wants one of these. You can't buy them. You cannot buy them. So they wanted our old Sienna so they could resell it, right, immediately to somebody. And, you know, they'd give us another minivan, but one of the ones that doesn't have all-wheel drive and doesn't have the entertainment package. So it's like, no, you don't knew that was going to be the hot ticket car. Hot t- why is it? You know, why, what's up with this Toyota? Like, we're going to wind up not buying another Toyota car because they can't get us a car that we (laughs) we have a Highlander hybrid and I love it so much but it does not solve the door banging problem but we've we've trained our kids like my husband's kind of obsessive about that particular issue so I think they really know not to bang the cars (laughs) yeah the only other minivan that has all-wheel drive is like the Chrysler one and I I don't know we weren't that that interested you could get an electric one Mm. So we're thinking, I mean, we may have to wind up with one of the big SUVs, which is not really what I wanted to do, but unless I'm willing to be like put this off for another two years till like this all shakes out and Toyota stops acting like they have the crown jewels. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a self-driving one by then. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was a bit of a diversion from <laughs> my love of the week. <laughs> but Maybe whenever we get, if we did manage to get a new Sienna. That will be your new love. There you go. My new love. All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. We've mostly been talking lunch. (laughs) We will be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? 
Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.